Hello all, and welcome back to the usually serviceable Hopelessly Miscast podcast, where Uh-oh, we're that still cat. subjected to watching this that cat stole the, awful the hat of the conductor. I, yeah, he's this, a conductor. He's Skimbleshanks. Yeah, the, the movie version professional of professional train cat. So, but yeah, I mean, why is he the only cat wearing pants? I don't understand. He's a professional. He drives the train. Why did this happen? And you're not allowed. It's oh, not there's a cat with a vest on. He looks like Elvis. I mean, this is a Are horror they? movie. Are they banging? Oh, those cats do. There's the insinuation. Yeah. Oh, no. This is a horror I don't movie. think that's canon. We should have reviewed I don't this. Think so. Oh, what's that tiny little thing running away? You know what it is. A rat? No. Mm. I There's really... something like the size of that cat's shoe. Again, that cat's wearing shoes. The tap shoes. Oh. This is a tap number. All I know is but, I hope these but cats But the rest of the cats the are not this wearing tap shoes, tap. and they're in the tap number. I, I think hope this they was get a tap over. number, though, in the real show. Hmm. I hope, anyway, I hope that some giant bird of prey comes in and snatches them all away and eats them. Oh, he's twirling into the air. Do you guys ever think away. about the decision to oh, make just the cats evaporated. the size of cats in Cats, the movie, and how like yeah everything is normal, but they made them humans, but just cat-sized? I can't stop thinking about it. I, it's uh, so interesting. I haven't lost any sleep over it, I'll say that. I have. <laughs> so anyway. we're we're back. It is the day before Halloween because Halloween's a Saturday, Spooky. and we're not going to be in here. Halloween. So Christina's here, and Brian's here, yeah. and Paul's here. We're talking about. Brian has said we have to watch cats in the background. While well, we I mean, this, this is podcast. a horror podcast. This it week, is a so. horror podcast. A horror this podcast. Is the final Rocktober podcast for your friends here. At least October 2020, which this year can suck it. And that go looks away. like a promiscuous cat. This oh, cat can, she's drugging everyone with catnip. This movie That's can Taylor do the same Swift thing cat. as oh. the year of 2020, which is just go away. Yeah. Um, I mean, even Judy Dench looks confused, like she stumbled on the wrong set. I'm hoping that's what happened. Let's talk about spooky stuff. Yeah, sure. We don't need to breathe more life into cats. Else. Anyway, so what we'll start with today. You know, we'll try to do a bit of a mini pod. We usually, you know, we ended up doing a maxi pod last time um, with full wings. So today we'll try to do as much of a mini pod as possible for light flow. Exactly. So we it's near nearing the <laughs> end. So yep. uh, we normally, like we say, dissect a classic stage show, which next time we will be doing again. Oh. We'll be back to stage shows. Yeah, I have a actually wonderful announcement to make in that. Oh. Do you the want next, to do it now? Or? Yeah, the next podcast will start with our season opener for season 50. Oh. And break down those shows and go through it. So there the you next, go. Oh, this is fun. The I next like eight that. podcasts, we're going to talk about our next season. Well, that means we can't trash any of them. So No, no, we can't trash <laughs> shows that we're doing. Crap I all hope over not. All of yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. This is I the worst like show ever. We Here's why really this show is terrible. Yeah. You should yes. never see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is a good plug. We will look ahead to that. So yeah. uh, for the zero of you listening besides the three of us, um, hope you enjoy that. But today we're going to cover our final horror movie. And this is a classic of the genre. The original version of Halloween. And I'm not referring to the 2018 version, which was a good movie. I'm also not referring to the Rob Zombie version from whenever it was, which was not a good movie. Uh, we're talking about the original John Carpenter 
Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie, Aww. Halloween. And Donald Pleasance was the big star, somehow. Um, so Their ears are in the wrong place. I think that's what's bothering me so much about this. Their ears should be not on the top of their head. They should be the sides more. You, you just really Draw us a picture of how you think the cat should look. Okay. I don't want to see the picture. I do. So it's a this cursed movie, image, I'm sure. Not cats, but Halloween <laughs> was released October 27th of 1978. Which, that is fitting. Nightmare on Elm Street, we saw last time, was released in mid-November. So, this one being released, essentially, I would guess the Friday before Halloween is a good time. Storyline. The year is 1963, the night Halloween. Police are called to 43 Lampkin Lane, which I don't know why they have to throw that in there, but only to discover that 15-year-old... Brian's clearly not paying attention. See, yeah, that's where job. their ear—that's where their ears should be. Well, they're definitely further not on, on the these. side of their heads. Yeah, I mean, it's—it's—they got these weird little. They're oh, too she close just together. Got nipped with the cat. Yeah, uh, cat nipped. Fifteen-year-old uh, Judith Myers has been stabbed to death by her six-year-old brother Michael. After being institutionalized for fifteen years, My- Michael breaks out on the night before Halloween. No one knows nor wants to find out what will happen on October thirty-first, nineteen seventy-eight. Besides. Meyer's psychiatrist, Dr. Loomis. He knows Michael is coming back to Haddonfield, but by the time the town realizes it, it'll be too late for many people. The tagline is, this is so, I mean, gives you so much of the movie, I don't know why you throw this in the tagline. He's come back. That's the tagline. Cool. So it really tells you a lot, doesn't it? Uh, This movie had a budget of, wait for it, $325,000. It made worldwide $47.1 million. That's wow. outstanding ROI. What a profit margin. So God. considered the original slasher movie by many critics. Um, not the original wrong. horror movie, but the original slasher movie. Okay. Um, whether that's true or not is up for debate. But when did Mausoleum come out? Oh, that was in the 80s. So okay. that was more of a possession movie. Uh, There's a lot of slashing going on in that movie. So Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 96%. The audience score is 89%. Metacritic, it's an out of 100, it's an 87. So the highest we've seen, even though according hmm. to at least if I remember right, Brian said he thought Nightmare was better. Yes. So hmm. I, I could Absolutely. I could see that. As long as you didn't say Little Evil was better. No. No, definitely not that. You know, the water park scene. Mausoleum, however, perhaps. Well, the music in Mausoleum, just that yeah, alone it's does stunning. it for us. Free um, again, thank you, Frank Pramato, for your yes. contribution to the human race. And other things, It's a beautiful maybe. song. So a critic on Metacritic who gave it 100 on, I can't remember the person's name, but they represent Empire. Uh, Halloween remains about as distilled, raw an experience in terror as is ever likely to be committed to celluloid. Okay. Um, okay, thesaurus. Yeah, exactly. Critic who gave it a 37, Gary Arnold of the Washington Post, said, quote, Halloween is a stab at a derivative minor classic. It's apparent where Carpenter got his horror devices and a minor misfortune that he hasn't been able to synthesize them in a fresher, exciting way, unquote. Hmm. Well, you can piss off as far as I'm concerned, Gary Arnold. I wouldn't necessarily give this movie 100, but it's close just because 
when you when you go back to movies at that time, there weren't movies like this, especially for the budget it had. Man. Um, now I did go see this movie. The one of the local theaters was replaying it a couple two three years ago, uh, and my my younger sister and I who love to go see live act live music act when those occur feels like a decade ago, and movies we went to see it. Not only did we get accosted by one of the other eight people in the theater that seats 300 who said, could you guys quiet down? I'm trying to enjoy this. I'm not even going to comment on that anymore because she and I commented was it quite me? a bit. It was not you. It, was, it, could, it, have, was, it could have easily it been. It was some guy <laughs> with a white, whitish brown beard who I thought probably had a pipe in his hand somewhere. Hmm. Um, a, that also like a tobacco been, pipe, not a crack me. pipe. Oh, so, then it wasn't me. <laughs> but not only that, but we laughed through. The, I mean, I love the movie still, but they're going back and looking at it. There's so many elements where, first of all, they're clearly not in Illinois. Um, and clearly there are some shots that were just kind of lazily done and done over again and plot holes that one of which I will discuss at length here in a minute. So. Uh, some of the couple of the trivia facts from this movie, I'll just I won't throw out a ton of them, but just a few, because this movie has a lot of interesting trivia to it. There was actually a podcast a couple of years ago. I can't remember the name of it, but it was very illustrative and examples of what, how they made it and all that sort of thing. Um, so John Carpenter considered the casting of Jamie Lee Curtis as the ultimate tribute to Alfred Hitchcock because he had given jamie lee's mother janet lee legendary status in psycho hmm. that's so cool. that's the tie back to and some people say that's the original slasher movie yeah i would also agree with that yeah so yes uh john carpenter and deborah hill deborah hill was the producer and at the time also john carpenter's girlfriend uh, have stated many times over the years that they did not consciously set out to depict virginity as a way of defeating a rampaging killer. Because, of course, Jamie Lee's character, Laurie Strode, was a virgin. The other main women in the cast were not. And we're so, back. So, continuing need to take the that. thought, the trivia uh, thought I was throwing out. Okay. We'll yeah. take a... Uh, we'll be right back. Not, they okay. stated they did not consciously set out to depict virginity as a way of defeating a killer... The reason why the horny teens all die is simply that they are so preoccupied with getting laid, they didn't notice there's a killer at large. Yeah, that seems so, like a cop out. Yeah. So and that cat like trope forever. That cat just took off her fur and she had more fur underneath it. So if you with find, an outfit, if you find a beautiful taste and want to get laid, don't do it because Michael Myers might kill you. That's right. Is the point of that? Um, or sex is good in moderation. Sex is good in a monogamous relationship. Is that just that, not set on the Halloween? Lesson? I guess not on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, after all that candy, you really want me doing that? John Carpenter's intent with the character of Michael Myers was that the audience should never be able to relate to him. Hmm. I think he succeeded. Uh, hmm. A couple other ones. John Carpenter approached Peter Cushing and and Christopher Lee to play the role of Dr. Sam Loomis that was eventually played by Donald Pleasance, but both turned him down due to the low pay. Yeah. Christopher well, Lee later said it was the biggest mistake of his career. Really? Aww. Hmm. 
So yeah, that was my question. I was like, I wonder if they regretted it. And for clearly, anyone out there who doesn't Christopher know Lee these did. guys, these legends of horror, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing made a million Hammer films in the 60s, 70s about Dracula, where Christopher yeah. Lee played Dracula, and he went on to, for some other horror movies, different ones in the between Lord the, the Rings. 50s yeah. and the, the Saruman. 90s. Yeah, he did that, but. You know, he did a bunch of horror type movies, and some were not so good. Like The Howling Two, he was in that, and that was not a good movie. Um, but Peter Cushing, most people know him as Grand Moff Tarkin in Episode Four. Yep. Uh, but was he in uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown? He was not. Oh, that's oh my too bad. god! But he was in a ton of horror, old horror movies, like The House That Dripped Blood and stuff like that. He and Vincent Price and Christopher Lee were all contemporaries. Uh, but the fact that it could have been one of them, I could totally see Peter Cushing in that role. Christopher Lee, I don't know, but I'm sure he could have pulled it off. I don't know. He might have overpowered it. Possibly. He's just such a presence. I think they would have given him more to Probably. do. Yeah. And the last the last one I'll throw out is half of the budget, so half of 325K, was spent on the Panavision cameras so the film would have a 2.35 to 1 scope. And then Donald Pleasance was the highest paid actor. He did five days on the set and was paid $20,000. Not a bad, uh, not hmm. a bad five days worth of I work. I think I remember hearing Jamie Lee Curtis was on the set almost the entire time and got paid eight grand. Hmm. So first movie though. So you kind of expect low pay. Sure. Uh, I do remember she was also so upset after the first day of filming, she thought that Carpenter was going to fire her. And wow. Carpenter called her that night, and she thought, this is it. I'm done with movies. And he said, you were awesome. You were great. Can't wait for tomorrow. Hmm. So imagine if she had been cut down like a flower. We would have missed out on so it's many. a world I don't want to live in. Jamie Lee Curtis movies. No, exactly. She's perfect. Uh, One of my personal favorite movies of all time, she's in there, Trading Places. Trading Places, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love that movie. Yeah, there's some iconic. Does have moments. a lot of problems there's, in it upon a recent rewatch, but uh, it has problems. Oof. But there's some iconic moments with her in it. Yeah. So, uh, categories, best scene. We'll start with you, Christina. Um, I enjoy all of the ghost bits, the sheet ghost. Yeah, like the guy with, with the glasses yeah, and all that. It's my favorite. Like, where's my beer? Yeah, it's all, it's just all my. I love it. That's so a good much. moment. <laughs> so. It's the one that stays with me. It, it it is a remembering a moment to remember. What about you, Brian? Um, hmm. I don't know. Um, there's not a specific moment in this one that just I'm like, wow, that's great. There is no pulling pulling a mannequin through a tiny window moment in this movie. <laughs> sadly, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that the movie's bad, but no, I'm just saying you. there's just not just an iconic moment for me. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say to me the best scene, and it's. It'll sound cliched, but it's the final scene. I mean, from the yeah. point, from the point when Michael and Lori are in the same house, and the music starts not with the theme, but that ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, it's ding, good. and especially when she's in the doorway, looking toward the stairwell, and you see him standing up. I mean, there were not moments like that in many films up to that point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then when she rips the mask off him and you see his face and he looks really crazed and the hangers in the closet when she jams him and jams it in his eye and all that kind of stuff. It, 
And then when he gets shot, I mean, that whole scene there to me is just, I, it's because I'm nostalgic about it. It's not the best scene in the world. It's not all shot great, but there are some great moments. Because um, to me, one of the, I'll, well, I'll say that for a minute. Worst acting in the movie, Brian. Um, this is typical with these. It's it's usually the non-star teenage the actor fodder people that yeah. always get killed. The boys are bad. I would say the girls are pretty bad too. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah. They're slightly better than the boys. The kids are bad too. Yeah, yeah. The all I mean that whole group that all gets murdered. The, the teens. They're not. Yeah, they're. You know, lacking. I'll throw an honorable mention to the. And it's, it's not a scene that most people remember, but I've seen it enough times, like way too many times. The uh, the scene when the boy is walking out of the school with his pumpkin and the two bully kids. Oh, yeah. Those two bully kids are so bad. <laughs> that's not, even back then, that's not how you would have gotten bullied. No. Okay. So that's, I'll, I'll throw an honorable mention. Mm. Yeah, I said kids acted bad. I, that's right. Deal with it. They're Best not thing, like today's uh, kids, man. The yeah. kids today and their chops. It's well, crazy. they would have just been putting it on, it's, you know, social media and saying, "Look yeah. at this stupid pumpkin." Really, what we would have needed, they needed, is someone like Christina to have coached them on set. Oof. Yeah, since I she agree. is our, our the best. most amazing educating education director ever. So, now listen, you little. Well, yeah, he get must out. need you to do something. Get out there and talk like a. Human. You know, she's got she's got fairy tale trails. Well, like, that's so. true. Yeah. Get out there and you act better right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to know what a bully really is. Do you know what's riding on this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie's so bad, cats. Yeah. It's tough. It's All tough, right, what's man. next? So, best thing about the movie to you? I, to me, it's hands down. Like, thing? Yeah, just moment, event, part of the movie. Um, The thing that sends me into a fit of laughter every time I watch this movie is, <laughs> it, and it's probably my favorite, that uh, part where she's walking down, where Jamie Lee Curtis is walking down the street, and he does the like roll behind the bush. Yeah, kills me. <laughs> that and when he's in the car rolling yeah. behind her. Yeah. yeah, that one's good too. But man, that like little like yeah behind the bush every time. <laughs> I did a really cool turn. No one could see, mm. but it's fine. Tr- yeah, trust us, it was awesome. So good. What about you, Brian? Theme music. Theme music. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'll expand that a little. And say the music in general. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And the fact that John Carpenter did the music for the movie is mm. just amazing to me. So spoopy. And that, I mean, if you listen to, I swear, I wish I could remember off the top of my head the name of the podcast. It came out a couple of years ago, um, but they went into a whole thing about the music, and that he had had that. There's something about he had had that in his mind since film school. Because he was only 30 when he directed this movie. Um, but he thought it was really creepy to write the song in 5-4 time. Because it sounds off. It doesn't sound mm-hmm. like a, yeah. you know, what you expect. It's And it's dissonant. and It's got it's really cool. But the music in general, it I love the music in this movie. It's awesome. Iconic. So, Brian, what's the worst thing about this movie? Uh... I have two. Oh my god! It's so two. bad that they even mention it in the movie, like they realize it. It's something's wrong, but the fact that he's been in this asylum since he was like five or six, 
and he knows immediately how to get out and drive perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is kind of self-aware. Whereas somebody's like, like somebody says, "Well, how does he know how to drive?" And then they're like, ah. "The way he explains, yeah. yeah, the way Loomis explains is, well, he was doing pretty well last night." Yeah. So yeah. it's like, well, that still doesn't explain yeah. it. No, 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 no. Answer my question. How does he know how to drive? <laughs> Who what? taught him? Yeah. Ooh. So, what about you, Christina? Worst thing about the movie? I don't know. Is there a worst thing to you? I don't know. Maybe. Ask me Monday when I okay. watch it again. All right. I, I, I'm going to say the honorable mention for worst thing is the some of the set scenery stuff. Especially mm-hmm. it shows up big time because a lot of the houses that you see in this movie now, granted, hindsight is twenty twenty, but there are several houses in this movie and streets in this movie that are clearly like L.A. like sets. And Palm stuff trees like that. peeking out and shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and watch some of the movies in the 80s, like one in particular I'm thinking of is Teen Wolf. There are two houses in the, both movies. Clearly the same house. That's now, the, ho- the house that Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis have it out in, that is a real house in L.A., um, and the people say that live there say people all the time come up and take pictures in front of it. Um, but there are houses on that in that movie that that's I've seen that house in like eight movies. Um, so that's the honorable mention. The biggest one to me is it's an enormous plot hole to me. I get it's a cheap movie, seventy eight, whatever. They got Donald Pleasance for five days. Um, <laughs> Why? I mean, he basically stakes out the Myers house on Halloween night. Okay, fine. I get that plan. He stakes out the house. He's there for movie time, what feels like at least 20, 30 minutes, which probably in real time is hours. How many hours? We don't know. And he's looking around every time you see him. He notices kids running up to the house, and he makes some really perverted windowless van voice to scare them off and then finally late in the movie he looks to his left and there's rating out of 10 brian eight okay solid christina i give it a nine i'm very wrapped up in nostalgia with this one yeah me too i i i'm between a nine nine and a half it's my uh yeah it's like our our ritual halloween viewing movie watch it every year yeah i know the the drive-in, the local drive-in is doing that, followed by the 2018 mm. one tomorrow night. Oh, that's <laughs> Or tonight. I think it's tonight. Huh. So, but yeah, I give it at least a nine. So, Don't okay. Care. So, yeah, like Brian said, next time we'll go back to talking about plays slash musicals. Our season yep. opener. So, season opener. Which yeah, is? I mean, we, we have question mark. <gasps> bleep. Wait, dot, dot, a bit dot. of bleep there. Which is? Bleep. Don't say it. Yeah. Yeah, you can make it. You could bleep it. Our opener was, is Cats. Yes. <laughs> it's Cats the movie. The movie. Yeah, not the play. The movie. Yeah, we're going to show on an old school film strip screen. We're flying in Taylor Swift. We have it on Microfish. Ooh. We're going to show it Cats on Microfish. Impersonator. And Judy Dench. Also yeah. Impersonator. Who, yeah, looks even older <laughs> than she really is in that stuff. That's why they call they just keep her going on and on. Why, you definitely don't need a check. Uh, so, today's crazy theater story 
uh -oh. of the day from our friends at notalwaysright.com. And I alluded to this one last time. It's called Catching a Whiner, W-I-N-E-R in the act. I love this story. This is from a location described as Alcohol and Liars Slash Scammers USA. Where's I that? Work, what's that? Where's that? <laughs> I work in a theater where guests get a free drink with their entrance ticket. Mm. If there is a break in the play, people can get their free drink then, which means we have to get, get a couple of hundred guests their drink within a short period of time. Yeah. We can relate to that. Not a yeah. couple hundred, but we can relate to... A hundred. Yeah, a short period of time. It's tough. Up comes this guy who immediately has a rude tone. Mm. The guy. What kind of red wines do you have? Oh, no. I say, we actually have this one really good... What He says, just one? What is this place? The group he is with already has this look that says, here he goes again. I say, we're just a small theater, but I can assure you that the wine is really good. If you'd like anything else, we also have... He says, just give me the red wine, quick. I bet it's not even that good. Nope. I proceed to give him his wine and help the rest of his group, who are being really kind. The break usually takes about 20 minutes, and toward the end, the guy comes back with a sour, pun intended, look on his face. The rest of his group are behind him, wanting to get back to their seats. He puts the empty glass on my bar. He says, I knew this wine was going to be bad. It tasted like cork and even had cork in it. I say, sorry to hear that, but are you sure, sir? Thank God this movie's over. Um, he says, excuse me, I know my wines, and this had cork in it. I say, well, that's odd, as I grab the bottle, because our bottles have a screw cap. Wah, wah. The look on his face was priceless. As he stormed off, whilst his friends were laughing it up, everything lined up perfectly, and after work, my colleagues and I had a good laugh about it. Noise. And I'm adding probably also a nice glass of wine. Probably. To toast the guy. Probably so. None of us have ever dealt with anyone like that, have we? Never. So, that's the crazy theater story of the day. Now it's time for Christina to give us... It is? What's the best casting call you've ever heard? Ah. Uh Oh, wait, never mind. The worst casting call you've oh, ever God. heard. Oh, God. pressure. Is, is it sexist, racist, Hold on. both? Now, dis- what is it today? Listen, disclaimer. There, it's really hard to pick a worst, too. I mean, let's just be okay. They're all bad. This let's is be in quite hell. clear. This, is, this comes straight from hell. It's a beautiful competition going for worst. But yeah. I'll give you, um, today is... It's got a colorful stain to it. Yeah, today is um, a kind of a group group casting call oh, here all right. because it's for uh, three roles. Oh, three, um, three of us. We could all ca- go try out. Well, I'm going to tell you why that you can't. Um, <laughs> Am I not between the age of 19 and 21? Well, and no, no one in this room can audition for this. Oh, let no. me Let me go ahead and break it down as to why. Okay, so this okay. is for three roles called uh, Colette, Amber, and Natalia mm. because why should you have like individual Casting calls for three separate women. They're all the same, right? So, cool. Here we go. Female, aged 18 to 24. So, all eliminated in this room. Rebellious and influential to their insecure girlfriend, Jolie. 
Um, yeah. Cool. They have the flirtatious bad club slash bar girl type persona. They can get any guy they want by manipulation. They know how to grab the attention of men and work the nightlife scene. Yeah. All ca- or, uh, all bold. Must be big-breasted, as the focus of the scene with their friend Jolie is convinced the only way to find a man is to get breast implants. Cool. That's uh, that's a stunning ta- casting call. That may be the, the most, worst one yet. The most important part is that pivotal plot point of being big-breasted. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 they explain... That's in the plot, okay? Yeah, sure. Perhaps your plot sucks. Yeah. Just a thought. Say lots of things suck so, in there. Maybe saying. Yeah, that's that's it's pretty a, bad. It's a pretty good one. It's right up there um, of the ones you've read so far. That's one of the worst. It's it's rough. I uh found that <laughs> that sushi one too. Oh no. <laughs> it's worse than I remembered. Would you like to hear it? Of course. So, I thought, I saw this casting call and I thought, wow, I saw this on something not too long ago. It must be for that. And it turned out, after digging a little bit, it was an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But maybe perhaps based on this, the end of this little casting call, I could be wrong. Maybe there are more of these wow. than I originally thought. Oh, no. So, yeah, stay a tuned for that. Yeah. Okay, so seeking Caucasian female sushi body model. You will be nude, laying, that's incorrect grammar, laying on a table with leaves and sushi on your body. We are looking for petite women between five feet to five foot five with good bodies. Is this like American Beauty or something? Okay, here's, here's the, here's why I think maybe this is too common. Note your experience as sushi body model. What? Uh, well, I think this is actually a, a real thing in restaurants. It is? Yeah. Oh, good lord. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. This is based on reality. This is something that is... Oh, no. ...a thing, as they say. Oh, why? <sighs> I... I can't even... I'm not here to tell anyone how, how and when to be naked, but I... Sushi is already raw fish. It's delicious, but also, I don't know that I want to eat it off a human body. So I will. Uh, yeah, not I don't. I don't want to eat this all. Japanese restaurant. But uh, is there a place? Yes. Here. So and so now hosts Body Sushi, a bi-weekly event where sushi is served on nearly nude models' body. For forty dollars, you can eat off the model's body, which is covered in leaves, raw fish. And sushi rolls that are regularly replenished. That's actually in Miami. Uh, I was like, tell me it's not in the okay. city. And it, I mean, it's it, it, there's a Japanese word for it. Uh, it's like a thing. Neo Tamori. Tamori. Wow. Uh, okay, so I didn't know this which was le- a thing. Legitimately means serves food on the female body. Mm. Yeah. I, I thought this was like an egregious like comedy thing like an outrageous com- like sketch comedy type situation and, and now I am being educated to be yeah, fair there too. is a male equivalent oh so you could eat sushi off a of dong is it like one of the long rolls you put like- <laughs> yeah <laughs> the dragon roll 
this, this roll, <laughs> egg roll, won't come off. Yeah. Maybe oh, yeah, tempura. sorry. Yeah. Wow. We had to put this one in tempura. So I learned something today. Yeah. If nothing yeah. else, you thought that I was learned a, something You thought that today. was a tempura shrimp. Yeah, oh, it's like pictures of, of that people. guy, but it wasn't. Not just not picking the sushi off and eating it. They're putting their mouths on the body to yeah. get the sushi off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. this screams fetish. I'm not... I don't know. I yeah. guess, apparently, there's a I'm wide out. enough pool of people that want it. So it's what, like what do I know? Yeah. But anyway. So. No, thank you. Okay. Well, I mean, and since since you are so great with the information there, Brian, time to move on to your favorite feature, Brian's wild and zany dad jokes. He says he has some Halloween oh. caliber ones. Yeah. For today. All right. I can't wait to see Christina's <laughs> face. Don't so. ruin my favorite holiday. There's there's only one that's holiday related. Okay, so the first one is not. What do you get when you mix alcohol and literature? Tequila Mockingbird. They um, that little group in Memphis that's doing the like delivered cocktails had one called that, and it uh, was delicious. Oh, so you're not gonna ruin that for her, buddy? You can't. Yeah. I've heard so. it. Heard it all before. That one flopped. You better bring another one. I am worried that the Supreme Court is going to lack empathy now that Ginsburg is gone. Because without her, they're ruthless. Uh. And here's my Halloween one. Okay, good. Oh my god. Please move on. <laughs> I was bitten by a deer. Now every full moon, I turn into a weirdo. Ow! <laughs> ah, that one's just no, 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 no. <laughs> Loved it. Yes. Nope. Yeah. Brilliant performance. <gasps> Thank you. I'm here all week. Oh my god. Unfortunately, <laughs> you and that cats movie. <laughs> cats. A weirdo. Cats. Uh. I don't like that one at all. <laughs> Okay, so fresh off the, you know, <laughs> just fresh off one. the colorful stain of that. God. <laughs> you probably haven't heard of that new movie, uh, Constipation. No. It hasn't no. come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> now that one's genuinely funny. Come on. I have to go jump off the roof. I'll be, I'll be back. Well, <laughs> at this height, no. you'll only break something. Hopefully it's I Better head ears. dive first. Hopefully it's my ears so I never oh have to do this again. Wow. <laughs> He's so proud of those. That's the best part. Oh my God. Why? <sighs> Love it. Okay, so we'll close with uh, rants. Who's got a rant? Um, you look like you want to rant about something. Yes. Brian. So last time I ranted, ranted about Instagram and uh, what was it that time? Um, people dancing. You're, people you're, dancing. You're yeah. mad that people dance. The other, now the thing I'm super weird, or not weird, I'm upset, not upset, I'm tired of is watching people like flip their hair or throw a shoe in the air and then like magically they have new clothes on. I mean, I'd, I am 100% convinced that you accidentally have TikTok. <laughs> Like, he must. None of this I, I sounds don't. like Instagram. This is this is what my Instagram is. Oh my god! And I spend, Unless, maybe it's just all people sharing their TikToks to Instagram. I guess so. But I mean, it's like, wow, you can change clothes. 
good for you. What? We we've got to get you following some like hashtags you like or something. Well, I I, I follow the burbs and the dogs and the cats, oh and uh, fails. I like the fails. Those are fun. Um, <laughs> first time I came out, was very what you hit, described is Why why does anybody? The heater, I guess, is done. Um, like my job is done here. I don't understand why someone would think, oh, this is social media worthy. I, I, I mean, I don't know, but there's like so many people that do it. And I'm like, yeah. good. I know how to put clothes on too. I can stop. I can stop a camera and then start right back up. It's not that big a deal. You know what? It, it's sort of, I mean, you saying all that reminds me of is kind of, it's that skit from Chappelle's show when he's talking about, you know, being in a club sucks. But when you do it in slow motion, it's really cool. And the guy kicks him in the face and the beer flies in the air. And it's like, no. And yeah. he catches the beer. And it's all like, everybody's like, oh, mm. he's so cool. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, there's sometimes slow-mo is not good. It's like me taking a shit. You know, it happens. Mm. And he's like, it's not cool either way you do it. So, anyway. That's listen, to these, listen to these dads complain about the youth. That's right. This is the good. Of America. Yeah. <laughs> it's Aww. not like you're that far behind. Well, to this. some people, you're over the hill too. So. Oh yeah, dude. I would for these, too for much. these Listen, casting calls, you're done. You think I don't get reminded of that like every day, <laughs> dude? <laughs> so what's your rant for today? It's that um, you can be old with us. So. I don't really have much to rant Nothing. about. I close on a house in a week, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, our show got rained out last night, but we're back on Take two tonight. tonight. Yep. This won't come out today, but uh, if anyone wants to come see some really cute kids theater on November 4th, next sure. Wednesday for $5, $5 bill, y'all. Thank you, Holla. It is a, uh, it's, the best value in town. It's the cheapest show in town. We can pay off our sandbags. And it's under an hour. If anyone wants to see some kids do the Odyssey. Yeah. It's a good time. Ready for it to be done. That's my rant. Good. I like that okay. rant. Good rant. Uh, yeah. I didn't really have a rant today. I mean, I ranted about like three topics last time. So I feel like I'm caught up on the ledger. Uh, the Mandalorian did premiere today. Stunning. It was just as good as everything they had in season one. So enjoyed it thoroughly. I liked the part where Obi-Wan Kenobi died. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And then somebody was somebody else's dad, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so there, and you know, there was a child in it. So there was. Yeah. His name was Anakin. It's made for children. Um, you so, look like an angel. Yeah. Gross. I, I don't want to think about Anakin Skywalker, and Hayden Christensen doing it. The indelible uh, image of the prequels is him telling you know. Padme Amidala, you torment me. I'm so in love with you. In my mind, the Jedi are evil. Yeah, I've never seen two people with less chemistry than the two of them. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, mean, it's bad. I don't know what you're talking about. That scene rolling around around in the field is very romantic. Well, to think about the actors, this is the tragedy of those movies to me, among many others. The biggest is to think about the acting talent around him yeah. in episodes two and three. Yeah. Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Samuel L. Jackson, 
you know, Yoda. I mean, those Palpatine. four alone. Yeah. Palpatine. Palpy. Yeah. Palpy just chewing the scenery. It's yeah. beautiful. Christopher Lee was in that. Yeah. <laughs> poor, I mean, it's, poor Christopher Lee. It's like, really? This is the best we could do? I mean, I. it's like we got, we started to mostly put Jar Jar Binks behind us after episode one. Yeah. And then we get this. Yeah, because he moved up like, to you've the You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. This is a big steaming pile of, yeah. Look, we got a had... rant after all. Yeah, so there's yeah. your rant. That's... He must have had a heck of an audition tape. I can always rant. Oh, well, yeah, that or somebody's nephew. They clearly did not screen test him with Natalie Portman, though. Yeah. Clearly. Well, they probably figured, oh, anybody we give her, she can elevate them. Mm-hmm. Not him. No. He was really bad. You so. know, it doesn't matter who they put there. It wouldn't have saved There were droids I mean, and stormtroopers yeah. with The writing was so him. bad, but it could have been better. Had they had someone better to play it, but I mean, it's yeah. it's not even like they backed him off because he was so bad. <laughs> Somebody on that set had to be thinking, "This is really crappy." <laughs> uh, so yeah, to think that that's the best they could come up with, no, no, you can do better. I mean, it's not like I was uber impressed with the, you know, Disney Wars movies of seven, eight, and nine. They were good. They still weren't four, five, and six. No. Although, Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. Ever. Oh. Because it was very real in terms of that's the kind of way I would expect people to act and things to happen. Yeah. It was grimy. It was dirty. It had a lot of death in it. It was, you know. That's why uh, I think Mandalorian is so successful. Yes, I agree. Because it's it, not everything's pretty and not everything's, you know, all straight up good and evil. There was a lot of blurred lines in Rogue One. so Blurred lines. So. Let's get this claimed. I'm gonna There's my double Robin rant pick. now. Uh, anyway, so uh, War of the Worlds? Yep. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, it's a uh, thing. Yeah. Go to Broadway On Demand. Broadway on demand. You can download the app on your TV. If you've got a Roku, you can watch it anytime tomorrow. Support your local theater. Ten bucks. It's um, it's lovely. Yes, and it's lovely, and it's done. Stay on till the end. Yeah. Don't turn it off early, and I mean not at all early. It's like Avengers. Yeah. Stay through the credits. Hidden scene. There might be an Easter egg at the end, and it won't be somebody on Instagram dancing. No, not on Instagram. Changing their clothes with a shoe. No shoe closing changes. No, that's for sure. At least not right now. We might edit that in after Brian. I went through and changed it. (laughs) Yeah. So, just to make Brian feel good about himself. So we appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on the other side in November. Thank you very much. Happy Halloween. (laughs) 